Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Martyrs are not attractive. So they're really not. Um, now it's a little bit tricky because we, as, as Christian guys, you know, sometimes we look at people like Jesus or like some of the apostles, right. And they were martyrs in the sense of the word that, you know, is good, is attractive. We'll talk about that, about dedication, but what we're talking about is a different type of martyr. And you kind of know what I'm talking about. The, the type of person where you get in this mindset, like, Oh, woe is me. Look at how much I'm doing. Look at how much my wife's not doing. You know, I'm, I'm doing so much and she's not doing enough. I'm the martyr, right? But I'm still going to do it because that's the right thing. Okay. That's what we're talking about. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So now, so I looked up the definition of martyr in the dictionary. So we're going to go through some of those definitions. So the top one is one who chooses to suffer death rather than renounce religious principles. So this is what we're talking about, like with Jesus, with the apostles, right? This is attractive, okay? These are guys who knew what they believed in and lived in integrity to it, and were not going to move off of it, even facing death. Like that's strong, right? That feels right. You're so committed to what you know is right, you're willing to die for it, Okay. That feels good. And if it feels strong, it's attractive to women. Okay. That's how it is. So another one, one who makes great sacrifices or suffers much in order to further a belief, cause, or principle. So now this is one you got to be careful with, right? Because it might be attractive or it might not. It depends on the belief or the principle. Okay. So like Martin Luther King Jr., great example, made great sacrifices, suffered a lot to further the cause of equal treatment for black people, right? Great example of a martyr there. Someone we can definitely respect and be, um, um, you know, impressed by and that strength is attractive, right? Um, but there are beliefs that are not attractive, right? If your belief is that the only thing that you have to focus on is making your wife happy. Like we talk a lot about that on this podcast. It's actually not an attractive belief that my goal in life is to make my wife happy. Okay. I just have to make her happy. I just have to make her happy. Right. And you're, you're suffering and you're putting yourself in a bad spot to reach that. Okay. The problem is like this belief is, is false. First of all, you can't make your wife happy. You can't control her emotions. That's called being manipulative, right? So you're trying to be manipulative even if you suffer greatly, right, to reach that cause, okay, it's not going to work out because it's just, it's manipulative. It's not attractive. Okay. So you can sacrifice a lot for a cause. That's not true. Or even like, you know, uh, Paul, right? So he at first was persecuting the, the church. And then, so he was like making sacrifices to further a belief that Christians were wrong. Okay. And then he got switched around, right? He, uh, you know, became a great missionary for Jesus. So, and now that he was aligned with a belief cause or principle that was right now, you know, he was doing good things and he was attractive, right. And strong because he was aligned with God. Right. So 
if your belief cause or principle is aligned with true Christian principles, okay, you're going to be good and you're going to be, your sacrifices are going to be um, strong and you're going to feel good about them and they're going to be rewarded, right? But if they're not, okay, that's not going to be as attractive and it's not going to feel as good. It's going to feel frustrating, okay? So another definition of a martyr is one who endures great suffering, like a martyr to arthritis was the example in the dictionary. Okay. So if you at this moment are feeling like you're enduring great suffering because of your marriage, okay, you're making your marriage like arthritis, right? You're basically saying my marriage is arthritis. It's this joint pain that I can't get rid of. Okay. So how does your wife feel about being compared to arthritis, right? Do you think that she likes you thinking of her like joint pain, like a chronic illness that won't go away, right? Do you think that is going to make her attracted to you if you view her in that way? Guys, this was a big breakthrough for me this week. And this is why I'm doing this podcast today is I realized like I was in this mindset a lot. Like I was in this mindset, like my wife was sort of a, like a cross to carry or, you know, like she was there to help me, you know, be a better person. And like, but it was kind of like hard. It was like a, a thorn in my side to use like one of the scripture quotes. Like, do you think my wife liked, like, even if I wasn't telling her these things, right? Again, your thoughts drive everything else. So if I'm thinking that to myself, my feeling is kind of like resentful or angry towards her. My actions towards her might still be nice, but I'm out of integrity now. Okay. And I'm frustrated because I'm doing nice things. I'm not getting what I want. But it all has to do with this, like how I'm viewing her, right? Viewing her like some, so, you know, I've mentioned on here before, you know, oh, she's depressed. So like, that's hard on me or she's anxious and that's hard on me. Like all of that, man, like I'm, I'm seeing her as this like burden or whatever. That's horrible, right? That's disgusting. I was, I was in the shower actually. And like, I'd, and my wife and I had talked and she pointed out, I was, being that superior way again that I tend to go into. And like, I took a shower after and just like felt God kind of telling me something important is coming up here, right? That it's the way that I'm viewing my wife, right? And I'm very sorry for that. I've apologized to her. I want to apologize to you guys that I've done this, right? And just recognize like this is still causing damage in my marriage, right? That I'm looking at it this way. Okay. So yeah, I feel awful about it. I'm uh, very sorry about it. Uh, you know, on this podcast, I've kind of put her in ways that make her look like, you know, she's hard to deal with or whatever. Right. Um, so I've, I've basically kind of being a martyr and the unattractive martyr on this podcast or this YouTube video, if you're watching on YouTube. So the other definition of martyr is one who makes a great show of suffering in order to arouse sympathy. That's me. That's what I've been doing. Right. So like a lot of these podcasts and materials have been like, Oh, look what I have to put up with. My wife has told me sometimes she, she reads them and she feels bad about them because she looks like the bad guy. And so at the time, part of me was like, well, you know, maybe you should just change. Right. Again, kind of this is exposing how negative my own thoughts were about her. Right. And ones I really have to watch. Hey, come on. Like, do you think my wife's going to be attracted to me if I'm like throwing her under the bus all the time being like, Oh, like, look what I have to deal with. Like, look what I have to put up with. Look how great I am. Cause I deal with all this stuff. You know, 
that's horrible. Like that's, I'm a hundred percent being the unattractive martyr. Look, look at my suffering, you know, so you can feel bad for me and think I'm, and think I'm great. Right. And give me attention. Okay. And like seeing her as suffering, like, come on, you know, how will she ever be attracted to me if I think of her in this way? So big breakthrough, you know, good connection. And again, like I'm like the guys I work with where I'm going to have to be consistent with this over time. Thankfully with the program now, we've got the accountability piece so I can be accountable in there too, and really be working on these thoughts to make sure I'm staying there. You know, one of the things that we do is we look at what are our overriding thoughts about our wife. And even when I was doing that, just until this recent realization, a lot of them were things like, oh, you know, she does the things I ask her to do, you know, she, I'm, I'm called to show Christ-like love to her. But behind all that was still this idea like, you know, she's like uh, um, like uh, arthritis, right? Ah, man, I just had to feel really gross about that. And I'm very sorry uh, to have been there. Um, so here's some other unattractive martyr moves that you might do. So I'm telling you mine, right? They're mm-hmm. nasty. So... Um, some things guys will do though, are a little bit more subtle, right? So they'll, they'll give up their hobbies. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do this anymore because I want to spend time with you. Okay. So again, if we look back at this one, you know, that's really like making a show of suffering or enduring suffering, right? You're giving up something you like for your wife. So, you know, basically the marriage is making you suffer. Okay. So you're seeing your wife or your marriage as a source of suffering. That's not that, that's not very good. That's not going to create a good attraction from your wife. She doesn't want to be seen that way. Okay. That's not going to make her want to be with you if she's around someone that just thinks she's like a pain. Okay. So another thing guys might do, giving up time with friends. Okay. Um, unequal spending on yourself versus your wife, right? You're not willing to spend anything on yourself, but you'll spend it on her. You know, can look like something good, but really it's just this, you know, oh, like, look what I do. Look what I do for, for my wife, right? She should be grateful for this. And in some cases, right, it's also trying to sort of earn sex or even buy sex, which is kind of treating her like a prostitute. Um, unequal time with in-laws. You spend a lot of time with hers and not a lot of time with yours, right? Again, all of this from the outside, people are going to look and they're going to say, oh, wow, like, look at how much you're doing. But that's what I'm talking about. That's the martyr move. You're trying to draw this attention to you for the sacrifice you're making. But what you're saying is like, my marriage is a sacrifice, right? And so your wife is now disgusted with that thinking, (laughs) whether she like really acknowledges it or not, she can feel it, right? She kind of knows you think this way. And look, like, of course, she's not attracted to you if that's the way you're thinking. If you're thinking that it's a sacrifice to be with her, why would she ever be attracted to you if that's the way that you thinking, right? She doesn't want to think that way. She wants to know that she has a partner and that you see her as an equal and valuable and someone you're grateful for and love, right? So yeah. Um, Unequal parenting strategies or responsibilities, right? Where you're taking on, you're either like, you have opinions, but you're not sharing them about parenting because you just want her to be happy or you are taking on more um, responsibility of parenting than maybe you think is fair because again, you want to look good to your wife or you want her to like have sex with you because of that right that's the that's the manipulative side that's not as much of a martyr but the martyr part comes when you're not getting what you want from it and then you're hoping like if she doesn't see at least somebody else sees it right at least somebody else sees how good you're doing 
right? Martyr, martyr, the unattractive type, okay? The one that's trying to get sympathy for, you know, doing the right things even when it's hard, right? That's the way I used to see it, guys, and it's awful. So again, super sorry for being like this. Um, compromising on your genuine religious beliefs to appease her is another unattractive martyr move. Because again, we look at these guys that sacrificed like Jesus, like the apostles that were willing to die for what they believed, right? Where if you're like, oh, well, I won't go to church because my wife doesn't want me to, okay? That's the exact opposite, right? That's the martyr move that's like, oh yeah, my wife's, my wife's arthritis again, right? She's, she's making me suffer, but I'm going to suffer for her, right? Stupid, okay? But again, guys, big breakthrough. This is something that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't see this a long time ago. Um, making your wife's happiness the goal of your life, right? The happy wife, happy life kind of mindset. Um, pouting when you don't get sex. Okay, definitely a martyr move right there. Oh, like, you know, you didn't do this even though I did so much for you, but I'm still going to do, I'm still going to do nice things for you because I, I know that's right. Okay. Like that's the martyr. Okay. Because you want that attention, appreciation, affection. Uh, but again, the, when you're a martyr, you need somebody that's, that's persecuting you. Right. And so if you think that you're a martyr in your marriage, then your wife's like the persecutor or the burden or the, you know, whatever the arthritis. Right. So of course she is not going to be attracted to you if that's the way you're thinking about her complaining about your wife to other people, which I have done on this podcast. Okay. So even if like, you can do this for a little while, right? You can spend more on her than you. You can give up hobbies. You can give with friends. You can kind of forget who you are. Right. But it's not sustainable because eventually you get sick of it and then you get mad or you escape, right? You either blow up at her or you escape into pornography or into another woman or into your work or into uh, video games or whatever it is. Right. And that's the mosquito cycle. You do nice things. You hope you get something back from it. Right. Either from her or from somebody else. Okay. Then you don't get it. You get mad and then you explode or you escape. That's the basic mosquito cycle. But so you know, some of you guys are probably saying, but look, Mike, okay, so I'm not supposed to do anything for my wife. I'm not supposed to sacrifice for her. So in Ephesians 5, 25, I think this is the scripture that kind of gets misunderstood. Okay. It says, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, gave himself up for the church. So a lot of times we read this as like, give up what you want for what she wants. Okay. This is a problematic interpretation, a really big problematic interpretation, right? Because now you've set something up really negative, which is you are, you know, the person being persecuted, right? Your marriage is the arthritis, right? It's making you suffer, okay? I have to give up what I want for what she wants, okay? But when's it my turn to get something that I want, right? And then you hope, hope, hope something's going to come your way, but it never does. And then you're mad, right? then you explode or you escape into, you know, pornography or whatever it is. So here's what you have to do is just keep reading, right? Keep reading in this same little section of scripture in Ephesians 5. So verse 28 says, In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Indeed, no one has ever hated his own body, but he nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. So what's it saying here? Okay. 
And at the end, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself. Love your wife just as much as you love yourself, equal to how much you love yourself. Okay? That's what it's saying. Right? So when it's saying give yourself to the marriage, like gave himself up for her, to me, that's about giving your entire self to the marriage. That means you're still doing your hobbies because that's part of who you are. That means you're still having fun. That means you're still hanging out with friends. That means you're still, you know, contributing and going back and forth about difficult issues because your opinion is just as important as your wife's. And what's important to you is just as important as what's important to your wife. Okay. That's when marriage becomes great is when you both bring your entire self to the marriage. You share stuff that even your wife might not like it. Okay. You listen to her, even when you might not like what she has to say. And then you get to things that work for both of you. That's when marriage becomes amazing. That's when it's not a sacrifice. It's fun to be married. Right. And that's what we want, you know, is this a place where it's connection and communication and you're learning from each other and growing from each other. And you're on this partnership, walking through life together, having fun during it, having sex together. Right. And it's just great. Okay. That's what we want. We don't want a marriage where our wife is arthritis and we have to just deal with it. Okay. I know there's some women that listen to this too. Women do the same thing sometimes where they feel like their husband's the arthritis and they just have to deal with it. Right. Because they provide financially. And so I just have to put up with whatever. Right. So don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. You know, do what the scripture actually teaches. It doesn't say, you know, love your wives and gave himself up, right? It doesn't, it says, give yourself up, right? But keep reading, love your wife like you love your own body, okay? Love your wife as you love yourself equally, okay? That's how you get there. So what do you need to be able to do this? You need to be able to have a genuine love and respect for yourself, okay? To me, the best way to do that is to get it from God, to know you're a son of God, that Christ died for you. That's how you're going to know, like, I have value, okay? Then you get self-confidence by really living in integrity, by me a man of your word. When you say something, you follow through on it. That's what gives you self-confidence more than anything else. Then you get to be really good at managing your own thoughts and emotions and understanding how you're getting the results you're getting in your life. That lets you be able to communicate what you want, to be able to communicate your thoughts and feelings and what you want with your wife, right? And then once you can do all that, right, being able to listen well, get to agreements that work for both of you, whether that's with money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, time, all of that, right? You get to agreements that work for both of you, okay? That's the key to loving your wife as yourself, getting to that win-win life, okay? So with money, right, you're not just spending it the way you want it or just the way she wants it, right? You're spending it in ways that feel good to both of you. What we do in our marriage is like, I have somebody that's just mine that my wife doesn't, I just do whatever I want with it. My wife has somebody that's just her. She does whatever she wants with it. Then we have joint money, right? That we spend on things that we both agree with. That's worked really well for us and represents this idea that, you know, there's two people in the marriage and there's together, right? It's not only together, right? There's two of you And the two of you together are, you know, even stronger than apart, but you have to be strong apart to be strong together. Okay. With sex, right. Getting to agreements that work for both of you. Now, before you just jump into that, right. You need to understand how attraction works and all of that, right. You need to have the mental emotional connection first, get rid of all these negative behaviors 
then yeah, sure. The, the sex is probably just going to come naturally, but you need to learn some skills and stuff too with that. Uh, with in-laws, you know, you find agreements that work for both of you with parenting. You, you find a split in responsibilities that really works for both of you with religion. Even if you have different, totally different religious beliefs, you can work together and find something that really does work for both of you. Okay. With time, how are we going to spend our time in a way that works for both of us? So I still have time for my hobby. So she has still has time for hers. So we have time with friends, right? All of that. So in my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy, we learn these skills. We learn how to do exactly this. So your marriage seems like a win, right? Instead of a affliction. Okay. So in summary, being a martyr, it is not attractive to your wife at all. Okay. It's like comparing your wife to arthritis and then making a show of it. Right. Look at the suffering I'm going through because of my wife. Oh, look what a good person I am. I'm still dealing with her even with all of this. Okay. Your wife doesn't want to be arthritis. She just doesn't. Okay. It's, and again, I want to apologize to my wife. I want to apologize to everybody listening to this, that I have done that. I'm 100% guilty of doing that a lot of times on this podcast. I never want to do that again. If you hear me do that again, tell me, um, you know, call me out on it, all of that. Someone on the YouTube video asked like, Hey, I appreciate this, but like, does your wife know? And I responded to him that she did, but she kind of knows. And she kind of didn't know. Right. And he really picked up on something that, uh, you know, I had really been not in integrity with this. Right. I've been seeing her and treating her like this burden. It's awful. Right. Of course, she's not going to be attracted to me if I'm acting like that. Okay. So, again, it's a misunderstanding of sacrifice in your marriage or of the happy wife, happy life. Okay. If you think you have to be a martyr, if you think you have to give up everything you want for what she wants, okay, that's just wrong. Okay. It doesn't work like that. You need to love your wife. Like you love your own body. Like you love yourself. That's what works. Okay. When you give yourself to your wife, it means you give your whole self. Okay. Your best self. Okay. Yourself that is taken care of. All right. You need to bring a healthy body to that marriage, to your relationship in sort of physical as part of that, but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually come to that marriage in a great spot so you can give and then get to a place that really works for both of you and is a win for both of you. Okay. Again, this body's not dependent on his wife, but can give and receive from her in a true partnership. That's what we're going for. And that's what you can create. If you come join my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy, this is what we learn. This is what we look at. This is how we get there. Okay. I work through applications now. I review your application. We have a call to see if you're going to be a good fit. I've had a bunch of guys join this month and, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool to see their changes already and, uh, making them work. So, um, if that resonates with you, if this is the kind of thing you want to do, if you're ready to get, get to work, right. To manage your body, mind, heart, and spirit, to create this real partnership and love and intimacy and connection and be able to share that with your kids. Okay. Apply at mikefrasermd.com. If that's hard to remember, strongmenstrongmarriages.com will get you there as well. And just click on work with me. All right, man, stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.